Welcome to Shorts with Jill and Tara, a bite-sized podcast that blends business and fashion to bring you practical tips and strategies in a shorter format than a typical podcast. I'm Jill, and I've spent my career advising, starting, and running businesses. I'm Tara, a family therapist turned fashion stylist and a digital creator. Hello, Tara. Hi, Jill. You're looking good today. Why, thank you. I am actually very intimidated. We have a special guest here today, Dana Asher Levine, and she is a stylist as well as Tara. So I am now on the phone or on our podcast with two stylists, and I'm feeling like I'm not sure about my outfit. I'm a little nervous about my outfit choice today. Your necklace is totally on fleek. Thank you. It was my one, my one trendy thing. <laughs> Coming from Dana, that's very impressive because, you know, not only does she work with the upper chalon of Hollywood, she also styles celebrities. And so we're very lucky to have her. Um, the, it's a kind of a funny story, right, Dana, how we know each other? I've um, known Tara and following her um, journey, but she didn't know it. I was friends with her aunt. Actually, her aunt was my first client ever. And so what happened was, is when I had this change in life and got divorced, my kids were super young and I was struggling. Like I had a bad divorce. I literally went from like nice Jewish girl with everything from the suburban to the house on top of the hill to being homeless with three children. So I met Tracy in a mommy and me class and I would come to mommy and me, you know, all dressed perfect. And she would just stare at me and she'd be like, and she was fabulous. I mean, she always wore like great clothes and everything. It just, she didn't really know how to be a mom and fabulous because it was her, like her first child. So she's one day and she's very entrepreneurial. She's very like, so one day we became friends and we would have lunch. She goes, you know, can I pay you to shop for me? I'm like, what? She goes, that would be such a great job for you. You're so good at it. And this could be your business. So I called my sister, Mindy Weiss, the celebrity wedding planner, and she's like, oh my God, I have this president of the studio who has no time to shop and I'm doing her party. This can be your job. So then I, I met her and then to make a long story short, then I started this business of taking care of solely executives, writers, presidents, producers. Um, you know, I've been working with Shonda Rhimes now for over 20 years. Um, I do Michelle King from The Good Wife. Um, a lot of people in that. I've, I've moved more to the, um, not so much the celebrity, but more the writer celebrity, because that's kind of a new trend in Hollywood. Uh, not new trend, but writers are now very, um, people want to hear from the writers now. They don't, as much as they want to hear from the talent. So would you say... Well, it sounds like, first of all, that's an amazing story. And I, I did know that. And I, it's, you know, always incredible to hear how somebody starts a business and where, what kind of inspires them to do it. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. And the funny thing is, is I always heard about Dana, like forever. They'd be like, you should meet Dana and blah, blah, blah. And I started getting more into styling and I heard about her for years. And then I think it was two years ago and we were at an event, both, um, presenting 
and we were in the green room and somehow we figured out that we finally we were like each other I'm like uh-uh is that you <laughs> because at that point Tracy was very busy and like it wasn't like we used to eat lunch together every week and then that kind of once you know and um and I remember when Tara was first starting out Tracy called me to say if I get her if I could get her fashion week tickets now I have to call Tara for fashion week tickets yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> hardly but we- can we talk about the business part of this? Because I think that as stylists or any entrepreneur, it's really interesting to know what the steps. So it sounds like it was a business for you. True. Yes. And I mean, it that was a lifeline. Like I literally had to feed my children. Like every day I would wake up with having to get work. And in the beginning of time, you know, I had a, gr- a lot of referrals and my sisters and we had a good community. But when I didn't have work, I would sit in front of Neiman Marcus and then people would come out of their cars like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for my new, my next client. And they're like, oh, well, what do you do? I'm a stylist. Oh, really? Yeah. They come and clean your closets. But this was so long ago. This was way before anybody else was doing this. There was like none of me. There was like me and Rachel Zoe and I wasn't dressing anybody bohemian. You know, I was really, there was nobody that was doing this for regular people. So I think that's how I... So what, so I know Bohemian is not your style. What would you say your style is or how do you describe your style? Well, my style is just very classic and comfortable, but it's more about what I do is make my clients feel comfortable with what's, what's their comfort zone. And I just kind of like amplify it by saying mm-hmm. like, like Rachel Zoe, Bohemian, when you look at stylists, you know, they always have some sort of style. You can tell like. Rachel Zoe does that look or Style Maeve does that look. You know, I'm dressing women. My demographic is 40 to 70. So I'm not in, you know, I'm not doing mini skirts and I'm not doing, you know, I'm doing real women, real life. So I wouldn't, I don't have like an exact style, whatever comfortable for that. And another question I have, which I get asked a lot, and I think Jill probably does in the business sector is how did how do you, your pay scale, like, how do you know what to charge? We're not asking you, you know, to give us this, no, no, I, but it's, how it's, do you judge that? Well, I, it's changed over the past few years, you know, it used to be like very hourly rate, blah, blah, blah. But I find now a flat fee is much more comfortable for my clients because then they know how much they want to spend on clothes and how much they have spent on me. So what I'll do is I'll meet with them. And I'll just average it out. So say I'm um, approximately $300 an hour, give or take, you know, very fair with my hours. One thing I learned early on in my career is underbill, don't overbill, because then they're going to call you again. If you, you know, totally come in on $500 an hour, it's going to be $10,000. They're going to be like, see you, bye. You know, you want to, you want them to come back for more. So I always, my, you know, so I always do a flat fee, like, okay, it's going to be $1,500 for the first time plus whatever you spend on clothes. And then am I making exactly that amount of money the first time? No, but then I'm always basing, you know, going on the, there'll be a second and the third. And that's actually what's worked most best for me. And then for my clients that I've had long-term, aside from the pandemic, because I did, I was on retainer with a lot of my clients, but when the pandemic happened, obviously I got off retainer and I'm just starting to build up my retainer business again. But I find flat fees way more successful than hourlies. Yeah, I think that that makes sense. Um, and I think that that's helpful for people to know, because when you're starting out, obviously, you're 
as you grow as a business, your fee changes, but you don't want to price yourself out is, is kind of what you're saying. You want people to come back for more. Tara, I know you can attest to this. There are so many more stylists now. I mean, when you and I started, there was a handful, maybe less than a hundred, yeah. not including show show stylists. That doesn't count. Right. But now would you say there's thousands? Thousands. Wow. And so, you know, and I talk to them all the time. They reach out to me. I have no I'll pick up the phone for any of them to help them with any way, shape, or form, because I truly believe that giving back is the best, best you know, show of your success. And I've been very blessed to be so far along in my career that I'm happy to help the next generation, you know, do wonderful things like we've been able to do. Um, it's very hard to get started now. Like when we started, I don't know what it was like for you, but you could go into a store and they would just give you stuff because they knew who you were. Now these Absolutely. kids, they have to have like a half a million dollars of credit. You know, who has a half a million dollars of credit at 20 years old to start to be a stylist? And especially when I was young, I was bankrupt. Like I had literally started, I didn't even have a credit card when I started my business. Like it was all like shake my hand, like, you know, okay, I'll be back tomorrow, you know? So, so what would you, how would you advise someone who wants to get into the styling business? Um, just starting out, like what would you, what would be your okay, well, best piece of I advice? I think that one of the big misnomers is, you know, these girls coming out of college or boys, men, women, they think it's so glamorous. They really do think it's super fun. They're just going to go shopping all day and then they're just going to, you know, everything's going to work out in their favor. They're going to get up at nine. They're going to go to the gym. They're going to go shopping. Then their client's going to want to see them right at the time that works for them before traffic, you know, before dinner plans. So I don't think that they truly realize the labor intensiveness of this job. So I always recommend that they hang out with someone like me and they see what it really like, what it really takes to be a stylist, the shopping part is the smallest part of the job. That takes the least amount of time. It's the time management, the driving, the motions, the talking, the setting up, the breaking down, and the returning. So yes. I think that they think it's very glamorous. And I think what's best for them is because everybody's got great style. And these young kids, they've, they've had style since they were born with style. Is they really need to work with other stylists and see what it's really about. Sometimes they come out and they have this illusions of grandeur. Now I have three kids who have, who have graduated college and, you know, they have illusions of grandeur. I'm going to be a that. But they really need to have a great mentor and see what it's all about. It's so true because, you know, I have had interns and whatnot work with me and they are blown away about how much it really takes to do what we do. And I would say the return part for me is always a lot. And I don't even live in LA with all that traffic. So I can only imagine that piece of it for you. But one of the other things we wanted to ask you was what is your favorite part about being a stylist? My favorite part about being a stylist is the relationships that I build with these women. Sometimes it becomes it's like I didn't go to the Harvard Law School of shopping. You know, I just came out and I, you know, I put on my, and I just get to be with such, I mean, now we all know not every client you have is great experience, you know, but I've been very lucky to have long-term clients and just how the smallest little thing can really make them feel confident in themselves. And then in turn, they're more successful. Their deals go through. They feel one less thing to worry about is 
to get dressed. You know, they have so much on their plate. They have kids, they have jobs, they have, you know, CEO boards. And I think if this, you know, unfortunately men don't have the same psychological stresses about getting dressed than we do. They can put a suit on. Although lately they they don't know what to do because they're not wearing a suit and they're not wearing a coat. But in general, usually they just go. The the clothes is the last thing they're thinking of. Whereas the woman, she's waking up, she's laying in bed and I go, oh my God, what am I going to wear tomorrow? Okay, who's going to be there? What did I wear last time? Do you think, you know, that's, their minds are going. So I think that's the service. And I don't think that many, I mean, now women value this service. In the old in the olden days, it took a while to teach them that this was something that would make them. But we've taught this for all those young stylists out there. It's out there now. Women need you. So, yeah, it is true. Well, just that the respect that you get and just the confidence that you're able to give women, just by altering their pants properly. I mean, it's the smallest thing, you know. <laughs> I have which is so important. I have to say I have learned a ton through my relationship with Tara and she has been so helpful. Um even though I consider myself like somewhat stylish, but I have like 900 styles. And <laughs> she's helped me figure out like what are the few the one, two or three that you really want to, you know, settle on. So, I appreciate the role of a stylist for sure. Yeah. What I love about Tara, she she has such a great relationship with all the things around her. Like she's been able to really build up these brand relationships, which is really when I first heard how she started, which was, you know, I knew, you know, from not ever meeting her, but she does an yeah. awesome job. Like I love when, like I loved your Acris thing. Like I just loved it. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot coming from you. Thank you so much. Um Dana, if people want to reach out and, and connect with you and hire you as their stylist, where should they go? Well, I have a website, clothingtherapist.com, or you can direct message me on my Instagram, clothingtherapist. All right. Well, thank you so much it's for- so nice to meet you. And Tara, it's so nice to see you. Hopefully, I'll see you this summer. Absolutely. Thanks okay. again. Thanks, guys. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo Shorts. Seated Shorts. Running Shorts. Board Shorts.